Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. James Francis Bryan of Iowa. Sheldon Willis, lot of gaming commission. Francois Pina, captain of the Me, sir? I don't know who I am! I'm a botanist. I'm a Texas Ranger. I am a traveler in both time and space. Impersonating practically anybody. I didn't like their Hello everybody, and welcome to Sine Waves, the show that's all about the peaks and valleys of Matt Damon's career and Hollywood in general. And folks, we have just plunged down. <laughs> we have plunged. We have plunged into a pit. I am, of course, your host, Hannah, here with my co-host, Sean. Hello. And this week, of course, we are talking about the 2000s animated movie, our first animated movie, by the legendary um, director, Don Bluth. Titan Hagee, a film. Uh, as per usual, uh, I am going to keep my thoughts on this film under wraps until we start actually talking about it. Um, 2000s film uh, about a young man who lives in outer space because Earth's been destroyed by some evil 3D aliens. Fuck yeah, the, yeah. the, uh, the aliens are so good. Um, Sean loved all of the alien design in this movie, especially the... <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was sick last night. <laughs> Did you throw up last night? Yeah. Did you actually? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I know, right? Sean does not have an iron stomach anymore. Something went wrong somewhere. Somewhere in Berlin, something got me. No, you've been like sickly for the last few weeks. You've been puking a lot in the last two years. And you get you. I don't. Two years. Yeah. Anytime you have stout, your tummy gets real sore. (sighs) This time last year, you like threw up at our friend's birthday party. Remember? I actually didn't throw up. You nearly did. I nearly. Hannah, that was. This was Lucy's birthday party. Our previous. Our guest from two two weeks weeks ago. ago. And we played a drinking game the night before. I didn't throw up. I felt fine the next day. You weren't drinking stout for the drinking game. Yeah, I was drinking like wine. Yeah. That's more severe on your stomach. Oh, no. No. So, besides talking about um, Matt Damon movies, uh, this is your first time listening to the show, to explain the podcast after we stopped fighting is each week we get together and we watch one of Matt Damon's movies that he has a starring, or not a starring role, he just appears in. Yeah, or sometimes doesn't. He doesn't technically appear in this movie. He doesn't. He also just actually doesn't appear in Field of Dreams, and no. we still did that one. And we still did that one. We did them in chronological order of their release, and this is our 15th slash 16th movie, because we still haven't been able to watch The Good Old Boys. Uh, I believe this is 15... Including the good old... No, Sweet no? 16. Six, is this 16? Sweet 16. Episode 15. Wait. Sweet 16. I might be missing a movie from... My... Your, your rankings? Yeah. Uh, that's a preview to the next bit of the podcast, or... Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out when we get there. Ow, I just punched a chair. Damn, um, shouldn't have done that. I really shouldn't have done that. But of course, we're talking about Titan A. <clears throat> it's a movie about a boy, Matt Damon. Hey, what's the boy's name? Kale. <sighs> <laughs> it all comes back to Breen. I'm so... Oh, this movie's just lost half a star. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get to talking about Titan AE, because we sure do want to talk about Titan AE, mm-hmm. um, we do our little media section because Sean and I are too busy now to talk about media normally, and so we have to do it in the context of a podcast. Yeah. So, Sean, the question I always ask How are the X Men doing? Interesting. 
You've stopped buying one of the main issues, right? Uh, I haven't actually stopped buying it yet, but yes. I'm, I'm, I'm on the brink. This this last issue of Adjectiveless X-Men uh, has kind of pushed me over the edge a little bit. Because the cover... Oh! It's got... She's getting married! Yeah, it's got Emma Frost in a wedding dress because we're, we're gearing up to um, the wedding of Emma Frost and Tony Stark. What? Yeah. Uh, the wedding does not happen in this issue. Does she get murdered instead? No, um, he proposes to her at the end of the issue. That's cute. He proposes to her because she's, like, undercover or whatever. She's pretending not to be Emma Frost because bad shit went down with the X-Men and she's, like, on the down low. Yeah, because the Hellfire Gala. Yeah, and she's talking to Tony and she's, and Tony's like, look, Emma, I'm trying to fix shit. If you start going and fucking with people's brains, it's not going to work. And him's like, fuck you, I do what I want. And she, like, kicks him in the balls. And he drops down onto his knees. And the ring falls out. So, no, somebody else walks into the room. Uh, and is like, hey, what's going on in here? And he's like, oh, uh... Oh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, does he just have a ring on him? Yeah. Why? Maybe he was going to propose. Um... So you yeah. don't like it because it's the proposal stupid? Or... Proposal, I thought the proposal was stupid. Um, there's other shit in it that I didn't think was great. Like, most of the issue isn't about the proposal, but... Just a stupid character thing. I'm just not feeling it really anymore. You've fallen out of love. Yeah. Much like you will with Ben Affleck. Never. Never. <laughs> uh, Immortal X-Men is still banging, though. Is that mm. Hickman stuff? Uh, no, Hickman is gone. He's gone gone? Hickman's gone gone. Where's he gone? Yeah. Uh, he is currently gearing up to do a new series with Marvel, like a, a brand new character thing. It's called the Inhumans. No, <laughs> no. It's called Gods, and uh, it's apparently it's apparently like pre-ordering terribly. Oh wow! Because Marvel have been super vague about what the fuck it actually is. Have you pre-ordered it? Uh, no. Why not? Because fucking ten euro for the first issue. Oh, that's the reason it's doing badly. Yeah. Um, yeah, Immortal X-Men. Remember I was saying that Exodus was leading the mutants through the desert? How is our Moses doing? Uh, Has he been martyred? They've, no, they found a little oasis. Yay! They found a little a little safe place to go. Did they have to do a genocide to get the safe place? No, they didn't even. Um, but, uh... Gillen, Kieran Gillen, the writer of this, does this very fun thing where... Any like meta, any religious metaphors that Exodus ever makes are like kind of muddled and kind of get mixed up with each other. Um, so Exodus is like, yes, I am Moses leading like my tribe through the desert. Moses oh, did do that. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, but also, uh, I'm Jesus being tempted by Satan in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> because Apocalypse is back. He's Yay! fucking here. Why is he dressed like a pharaoh? Because he is a pharaoh. Is he a pharaoh? He, yeah, he's from ancient Egypt. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of slay. Yeah. Uh, also kind of slay is, um, once Xavier grew that beard out. Don't say Xavier's hot. He's not hot. The beard works, though. It's because it's your fucking beard. <laughs> Damn. Shit. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Any other comicies? Uh, Baron Stormer's number three came out. The, the finale. It's very good. I need a... I can even read them all now. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. I like it's, binging it's the video. It's a fun little series. That's something I've been binging as well, because um, 
I have, again, I, I mean, I will get better at consuming media. I'm just too fucking busy. Mm -hmm. I finished season one of Sex in the City. Yes! All I can say is fuck Mr. Big. Fuck Mr. Big. All my homies Why would Mr. you Big. date other women besides Gary? I know, She's right? great. Like, fuck? she's a little high maintenance, but like... She's she's just, really into him. Just buy her shoes and she'll be fine. It's not even buy her shoes. It's like the reason they break up after a year of dating is she is like, oh, why haven't you told your mother about my existence? Which the show in fairness doesn't like let you know how much time has passed. You could be like, mm. oh, it's only been a few weeks, but it's actually been like months. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to introduce my mother to another girlfriend. And I'm like, a year is a very long time to be seeing someone to not like yeah. inform your family member that they exist. It is, yeah. Insanity. Mm. I'm Charlotte. Yeah, Hannah's 100% Charlotte. I like Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte's cool. She's just kind of an airhead, but she means well. Yeah. She just wants to get married. She just wants to get married. Yeah. Um, We don't know who Sean is. Yeah, we haven't been able to figure it out yet. You are definitely a com combination of two people. I'm just, you're not Charlotte. Maybe I'm Skipper. Skipper appeared in season two. Has uh, he watched more than me? Yes, he has. Yay. I will tell you no more than that. I know that... I basically... I know there's going to be other love interests pop along because I know there's like someone else that Carrie nearly gets with. I could be wrong. I'm saying nothing. But... Must, ugh, fucking Biggs. Biggs! Fuck Mr. Big. Oh, my homie hate Mr. Big. He's just such a fucking cretin. Yeah. Something that's also cretinous, it's Sean's new addiction to musicals. So this was something that is also on Lucy's suggestion. But she suggested this to me like years, years ago, ago. And I completely forgot about it until I stumbled across it again like a week or two ago. Yeah. The Shapira verse. Oh my god. Um, I, did I show you the flowchart? Oh, I do like a flowchart. So the Shapira verse is a like an ongoing universe of musicals all set in like the same world but they're not like proper um, musicals i'm presuming uh what do you mean they're not like they've not had like stage shows and stuff they're just kind of written and put like there's like cast recordings put out right yeah uh like they're having a couple of like stage recordings of the first one yeah so like i watched the first one i watched a performance of the first yeah one, but then i haven't been able to find any other ones okay uh let me see if i can find this flow chart for you though because it's yeah, it's it's uh, an interesting project. It's great, you mean? It's pretty good. It's like, it's all set around this one city. Okay. And it follows it, like the first album is like a steampunk thing. Okay. Then it goes to diesel punk, then it goes to atom punk, then it goes to wild west for a little bit. Um, and I've, I've just started the cyberpunk trilogy now. Hey Hannah. Yes, sir? Can you make heads or tails of this? I've seen this before. Yeah, I think I showed you this. No, Lucy sent me this before. Uh, okay. The first... Do you know what the confusing thing is? What? The first box is very confusing. Like the yes. start point. Yeah. It's also such bad quality. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet this out uh, when whenever this episode is going up. But it's... They're also the lines don't make sense. Yeah, no, they don't. They don't, because there's some things that are not connected. Yeah. This uh, is stupid. All you do is you go on Spotify and you find the Shapiroverse in order playlist and you download that. That's the next photo. And I accidentally scrolled past and it's just a the photo of... Oh, yeah. 
That out right now. Sean, what is that? Oh, I only flicked for a second. It looks like a murder dungeon. What the fuck is that? <laughs> um, see those? See those drawers over there? The ones with the cutlery and shit in it. Yeah. It's the space behind those. Because uh, I got this fancy new bottle opener. Did you drop it behind the thing? No, I didn't drop it at all. What happened is. Um, the fucking drawer has kind of warped a little bit so there's a little gap yeah and the thing just sometime over the weekend slid through um so i'll I'll show you this once we're finished recording but it's so difficult to access that little fucking section <laughs> um so and i was like okay i need to make sure that it actually is down there and so you took not... you shoved your phone in and took a so photo so i shoved my phone in and took a photo but it just um, looked like it looked like something out of barbarian yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Rory, um, hang on, let me get the the fucking photo, of Rory, because I sent this into a group chat. I mean, uh, he made this with the little phone from Skinamarink. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just, I only saw it for half a second. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's a good oh. thing you didn't scroll any further. I know. That's why I was like, oh, I'll look back quickly, and then I saw. You would have. You would have seen all of my. Uh... I don't want to know. You would have seen this. Oh, you're teaching. Yeah, my teaching shit. Ugh. Yeah, I started teaching again today. We're very I'm proud of very Sean. Very EP. Sean's EP because we went on a holiday and he murdered his stomach. <sighs> so bad it's only be me and die on a Saturday so you're fine by the Sunday yeah and it's so funny as many of my family knows when I get tired I get so like low energy yeah I'm just like oh I feel so bad but I have to maintain it and then I just sent myself home and then I was I was fine by the evening I was still tired I got into delusional tired mode which is very funny <laughs> dinner was Sean we were talking about the good doctor um <laughs> I have something I need to tell you off Mike. Uh, oh? oh no! I actually have another thing. You have to talk about the good doctor. My we'll friend. We'll talk about the good doctor. We'll talk about the good doctor after. But we were talking about. Um, I was saying, did they make good doctor fan cams? <laughs> we went and tried to find something we could. Um, and I jokingly was like, "Oh, if I could make a fan cam for the good doctor, I would do Doctor Dre's I Need a Doctor' as the back." And then, <laughs> ninety seconds later, I Need a Doctor started playing in the restaurants, and I was convinced. That I had summoned it. You fully did. It was just like, it was definitely that the, the staff heard you talking about it and put it on. <laughs> well, I was like, my arms were out. I was like leaning Yeah, she was, she was like fucking curled up in the corner. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah. That was the good, we did see the good doctor on our trip on a TV screen. In a, we went to, to a Saturn, which is like a. Oh yeah. Uh, Sean was there for this. But I, we walked upstairs. I love going to like German like electronic stores because they're fucking massive yeah that's i didn't go into this saturn because i showed up like a day later but But it was like five stories it was glorious yeah we walk up to the tvs and i turn around and the good doctor's face is just there in the corner imagine my joy i believe on the same day on the friday Mm -hmm. after my flight had been delayed by an hour so i was like oh shit i'm not gonna make it to karaoke i didn't make it to karaoke we had fun at karaoke yeah we did but I sat down on my plane. I get my fucking musical playlist up. I start going to sleep. I th- This woman sits beside me. She gets her phone out. 
And what did she start watching? But the good doctor. The goodest doctor. Yeah. Um, my friends, I made a mistake. You started watching the good doctor. I mean, yeah, I made a glorious mistake. I was wrong in our last recording. There's more good doctor, isn't there? There are two more episodes of the good doctor in this season. I'm so excited. I haven't gotten to, I've got like three episodes to catch, or I will have like three episodes That's to catch That's what we're going to need on. to talk about during the Finding Forrester episode, is the fucking good doctor. Oh yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I finally get to do my big good doctor debrief. Oh god, I need to watch a season of Homeland to make you suffer. Um, <laughs> what else do we need to talk about besides, John bought some comic books, they look yeah, cool. Yeah, I haven't read them yet, but they look. I bought some books. I did finish a book. I finished the book I was talking about last week for my brilliant friend. Enjoyed it a lot. Very nice. good. Um, good ending. I don't know if you were beside me when I finished it, but I went oh, on the plane. No, I wasn't beside no, you on you the plane. No, you were beside us on the plane. Yeah. Um, but now I am reading <clears throat> Killer of the Fla- Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, which is by the, Martin Scorsese. What's the movie's going to be about? Martin's, what? You yeah. didn't write the book? No, he didn't read the book. Fuck. Who wrote the books? I have it with me. Um, it was written by... Um, David Gran. Gran? Gran. Gran. Um, very interesting story. It is, um, tribe, which, again, I can't pronounce it because it's me. And it's the ongoing, my ongoing, uh, it's like Osaka, 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 Osage, 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 maybe. Like it's, I think it's, well, I'm probably saying it wrong, but I'm just going to yeah. say. We'll find out Os- when we watch the movie. Yeah. Or the Os- I think it's the Osage. Yeah. Um, they're this tribe that was originally from like Kansas area and they basically got fucked over like fucked out of off their land by the US government over like 200 years and they settled in this part of uh, Oklahoma and part of the like basically they bought the land off the US government just for a reservation but part of the deal they made was that they had the mineral rights yeah and then the, the largest oil field ever found in the US is in their territory so they would like Getty and all the big oil barons in the 1920s had to like lease their land off them. And the only people that could inherit the um, oil money were like direct blood, like members of the tribe that were on like the tribal register. So very weird when they all started getting murdered. Damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And then who's going to save them? But J. Edgar Hoover, the founder of the FBI. <laughs> but it's very cool because it's like obviously it's 1920. So the book's kind of split. I've... I've read the first third of this book before because mm-hmm. it's split into kind of three parts but you know when you read a, especially like a non-fiction book you read the first like the first bit and then you put it down for a few months and you pick it back up you're like you just need to start it again yeah, yeah so that's totally. where I'm at I'm at the bit where the murders are happening but no explosions have gone off oh shit explosions um, oh yeah but I love it because one thing the book does is it has all these photos of like oh, all cool. these old fucking dudes oh that's right but it's um because it's the 1920s, there's like, so they talk about how, um, like, the, the tribes people, they would, like, drive their cars to have, like, a traditional, um, like, powwow and stuff. Like, supposedly they were, they were making, they were the richest group per capita in the United States. Nice. Like, make, they were making, like, $30 million a year in the 1920s. Holy shit. Yeah. Ooh. That's, yeah. that's big money. That's big money. I hope <laughs> this rain doesn't come through on the mic. It's raining. It's pouring. Hannah didn't bring her coat because she forgot yeah. it. It's Ireland. It's a miracle this hasn't been a problem yet. We had. It was a heat wave in Ireland last week and we weren't in the country. It was also fucking hot in Berlin. That's why we were dying. Yeah. Boop, boop. Speaking of Berlin, that has something to do with the song of the week this week. <gasps> Is it 
It's not Chez Long. Oh, it should be Chez Long. I was going to do a song from Babylon Berlin, but sure. I, I got very silly and karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> My inner theater came, came out. Yeah, Hannah hit the stripper pole. I did not hit the stripper pole. Yes, you did. I leaned against the stripper pole. <laughs> you dipped on it. I didn't dip, I slid. <laughs> very funny. Um, we won't talk about that. My brother listens to the show. Damn. Hi, John. Hi, John. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the question again. Um, <gasps> I need to check if we have. Boop, 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 boop. I don't. by Wet Leg, which I think I've actually shouted out before in the show. That's the reason I'm not doing oh, it again. You? I think so. I'm definitely... Well, okay, one of them can be Shazlong by Wet Leg, but the other one is um, one of my favourite shows, because I watch a lot of German TV. It's Babylon Berlin. It's great. Really recommend it. 1920s, like, crime procedural set in, like, Weimar Republic Berlin. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, yeah, I've seen, like half the first season mm-hmm. it's pretty solid but um one of the creators of the music is Brian Ferry from Roxy Music Group oh cool so he does like he now has a jazz band called the Brian Ferry Orchestra but at the end of season one he performs in it like on stage oh nice like during one of the scenes that's really cool um so the song he plays is called Rhythm uh, Reason or Rhyme and it's like I think it's just a great song I'll oh. make Sean put a bit of it in here uh <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk before we start um, talking about Donald? Uh, there was something, but I can't remember what it was now. Uh, oh, uh, fucking... I, I called this out a while ago on the show, but uh, Coda by Cyrus Burrier is coming back this week. Very excited for that. Yeah. We'll have more media to talk about next week. Maybe. We talked for about 20 minutes for... Yeah. Considering before we started recording, we were like, ah. Yeah. This might be a short episode, folks. It might... Sean has to edit fucking Talented Mr. Ripley. It's coming tonight. out tonight. Yeah. It is currently. I've got to edit Talented Mr. Ripley. And it's up in less than 24 hours. It's up in less than 24 hours. I've got to do a lesson plan. What's your lesson plan G for? Uh, well, we did discover that they are, in fact, not checked. So my lesson plan is due for. Yesterday at 8 Im- o'clock? Immediately before the lesson. Okay. What's the lesson? Uh, I've got three lessons tomorrow, one at 8.50, it's the 9.50 one I need okay, to get. Okay, so you kind of need to get... TY though, so oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I just need to find a list of um, algebra questions to give them. Perfect. And with that, I think we're ready to go. Yeah. Talk about Don Bluth. What a guy. What a guy. So Don yeah. Bluth had an animation studio in Ireland. So for those who don't know who Don Bluth is, we have found a, a great source, <laughs> which is the Disney Wiki before we started recording, Hannah was just like, uh, oh, we, we need something to talk about. Let me find the Wikipedia entry about Don Blue. Because the thing about Titan AE is that how I, my reputation or my understanding of it, because I never watched it before this movie. Yeah. Now, I love early 2000s, slightly cur- cursed animated movies. Uh-huh. Shout out to Atlantis, the Lost Continent. <laughs> Shout out to Treasured Planet. Ugh. When... Uh, Titan AE finished playing on Disney Plus for me last night immediately was like hey Treasure Planet and I was like Ooh. Treasure Planet honks Treasure Planet rocks yeah um, 
Treasure Planet and Atlantis the Lost Continent I love. I do think they're better than this movie. Maybe that's because they use more 2D animation rather than this weird 2.5D animation. I don't know what you mean. We'll talk about that later. So yeah, Don Bluth, born in September 13th, 1937 in El Paso, Texas. He's mm-hmm. 85 years old. Wait, he's still alive? He's still alive. Nice. Um, began, began his film career in uh, 1955. He's a director, animator, producer. <clears throat> According to... Let's see how long this... Ah, it's not that long. So, he started his career at Walt Disney Animations in 1955, only to leave the company in 1979 and start his own animation studio. Hell yeah. And Don Bluth Productions, formerly uh, Sylvian Bluth Studios, are... Be- after leaving do you want me to do the reading on this one no but this is really badly written Look Don at... Bluth Productions formerly Sullivan Bluth Studios after believing the company had lost you gotta, you gotta take it as a uh... so it is a very long sentence it it's also a comma long. it's badly yeah. written I'm justified in this I, I see what they're going for here he started his career at Walt Disney Productions in 1955 only to leave the company in 1979 and start his own animation studio, Don Bluth Productions, formerly Sullivan Bluth Studios, after believing the company had lost its charm when they turned down his pitch for an... Oh, this is really funny. That he was this like... This is all one line. Yeah. This is a... This, cr- is, this, is so, this is such a long sentence, first of all. Also hilarious that he was just like, oh, you're going to turn down my fucking pitch? I'm out of here. I feel like that happened a lot in the 70s. Yeah. So basically, he leaves Disney because the, he the, he wants to make a movie of the Rats of Nim. Yeah. Was that Secrets of Nim? Yeah, that okay. was Secrets of Nim. So he wants to make the Secrets of Nim movie. Um, so he, which he decided to create by himself and a few of his friends at the studio. It was shortened to Secrets of Nim. I've actually never seen Secrets of Nim. It's got, uh, um, it's got, it's got mice in it. I know you like them. I do. Oh my god! This is all one sentence. Uh-huh. Y'all, this is like a hundred word sentence. Yeah. He, we can we can skip the bit about of his secret in him and why he changed the main character's name. I think. Um. So basically, he made Secrets of Nim. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Yo, Secrets of Nim!" Because Secrets of Nim was a big movie. Mm-hmm. Then he became. He started working with Steven Spielberg and created an American tale. Fievel. <laughs> Shout out to Fievel goes west. Hell yeah. Papa. <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite movie growing up as a child, I Land Before. Also. A- the Land Before Time um, when I was a kid. Two Land Before Times facts for involving mm-hmm. Hannah. Mm-hmm. My brother has a, uh, an original cell. Yes, you're saying. Because, um, like, Don Bluth had his animation, one of his animation houses was in Ireland. My teddy bear growing up, his name was Shopper. Oh, After cute. the little raptor. Or, Hell yeah. Talk about Land Before we, Land Before Time, y'all. Yeah. So sad. Oh my god, when Littlefoot's mom dies, yeah. still gets me. Do you know... Uh, about the, the little kid who plays Ducky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So he makes American Tale, Land Before Time, which are like huge animated movies. Mm-hmm. And a funny thing as well is Muster and Clemens are another two very famous animators in Disney at the time. He's in like a gang war with, Must- with like Disney animation because this is when Disney animation was doing terribly. Yeah. So he's basically like, fuck you, Disney, you ain't shit. I made Secrets of Nim. Okay, maybe the fucking Rat Sherlock Holmes movie is great as well. Ah, and then he gets. Then they make the Little Mermaid, and then suddenly Don Bluth loses his spark. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also Spielberg leaves. Spielberg leaves in the like eighties, nineties to like I don't know what's maybe go say make Saving Private Ryan, which <gasps> he Spielberg goes to have his nineties, which is when he wins his Oscar. Yeah. 
Um, so Spielberg leaves. He works, makes a few more movies. Uh, one is All Dogs Go to Heaven. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's a fucked up movie. I liked it. Okay. Yeah, it's, good fucked, it's fucked up. Yeah. So that's his last successful movie before he goes to close down. The studio's closed down after the release of The Pebble and the Penguin. He's then hired by Fox Animations, um, where he makes Anastasia, a.k.a. the movie that everybody on Tumblr is, like, real horny for, and I don't think exists. Really? Oh, yeah. The main guy in Anastasia, they love. Sure. But then, the, <laughs> then, then, then in his <laughs> next movie, Titan A.E., just fucking bankrupts the company. Yeah. And that's his last movie he's made. Mm-hmm. He's currently fundraising a movie adaptation of Dragon's Lair, which closed its uh, campaign in 2016. <laughs> Yeah. So a list of his movies. Oh, sorry. I just saw one of the movies he worked on, and I'm very excited. Uh huh. So some of the movies Don Bluth's worked on, because I think I think Don Bluth's a very interesting guy to talk about. Yeah. So he worked on Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. The Sword and the Stone. Banger. The Jungle Shout Book. Out, no, Gurgi's in the Black Cauldron, not Sword and the Stone. Never mind. The Jungle Book. Yeah. Good. Aristocats. Love Aristocats. He's... It was a little bit racist for my taste, but... Uh... I did not know about the racism <laughs> as a child. All these movies are racist. Robin Hood, though. Now, that's Ra- a banger movie. Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. yes. Escape to Witch Mountain. Yeah. Not the one with the rock. Yeah. Yeah. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. The Rescuers. This man loves mice. Yeah. Pete's Dragon. A, a man after my own heart. The Small One. The Fox and the Hound, which is a movie I should watch because it's me-coded, but yeah. I haven't. Um, uh, that's all of his films with Disney. That's all his Disney films. Yeah. And he bounces. Yeah. And then outside from filmographies, this is like the Blues Productions. He has Banjo the uh, Woodpile Cat. Never heard of it. Nope. Xanadu. Never heard of it. Secrets of Nim. Heard that one. American Tale. Banger. The Land Before Time. Banger. All Dogs Go to Heaven. Banger. Rockadoodle. Sure. Thumbelina. I think I've seen that one. Yeah. A Troll in Central Park. I've not seen that the one. Pebble. I've heard A Troll in Central Park is awful. <laughs> uh, the Pebble and the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Sure. Anastasia. Yeah. Bartok the Magnificent, <laughs> which I need to I need to see. And then <gasps> Two Thousand What? Oh, hang on. I need to show you a picture of Bartok the Magnificent. Is this real racist? So Doc Boots not made a movie for 23 years. Now, he wasn't that old when... I've seen that. Have you? I've seen that movie. Hell yeah. I might be getting confused. He's a little bat. I might be getting confused with... Um, <laughs> now, the... that's a, now that's a double pack. Anastasia <laughs> plus Bartok. I feel like Bartok was one of those movies that RTE used to buy. Sure. You know how like the big guy in Rusty? Did you ever watch the big guy oh, in Rusty? Oh yeah, yeah, I watched Rusty. Uh, Rusty and the big guy. Big based... guy in Rusty. Is it? Yeah. Based on a comic book series by Frank Miller, the oh, uh, writer of Dark Knight Returns and Batman Year One. Not, I'm not Watchmen. Different no, Frank not Watchmen. No, no. Uh, Alan Moore was. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Um, but yeah, Frank, but Frank Miller was similarly influential. Like Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen came out roughly the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> we've named a lot of very classic childhood cartoons and then there's Titan AE we've also named some bad ones so like Down Poofed was on a on a, on a downswing mm-hmm. but like animation was on a pretty was doing pretty fucking good in the 90s especially in the west this movie might have had a, a problem might have caused some issues with it uh, maybe one or two maybe a couple oh, so we're gonna make a video game of it yeah. damn how would you describe Titan AE uh 
I don't know if I would. Uh, <laughs> Tiny! It's, it's a movie. There are parts of it that I enjoyed greatly. But most of it, I was just kind of like, eh, okay. This could also have been because I was quite ill and EP. Timing is a movie that... It's just kind of existing. Yeah. Like, it's not good. No, I wouldn't... I would argue a little bad. I would say it's... Pretty, pretty alright. I would say it's solid. It's definitely above some other movies on my ranking. It's definitely above something on my ranking. Oh, something? Something. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Matt Damon's miscast in this movie. Yeah, Matt Damon should not be playing Kale. Kale is 19. Yeah, Neil Breen should be playing Kale. <laughs> Die. <laughs> um, so, we're just gonna, we're gonna, we'll talk about the plot of this movie. Honestly, it's a road trip movie. So there's like, yeah. there's plot, but it's not oh. as detailed as like yeah. other movies we go to. We, I cannot get over the design of this movie. The design of this movie is fantastic. Awful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sean this movie looks like ass. This looks like a PS1 game. It was fucking 2000. It still looks shit. Oh, Hannah, the 3D don't... is terrible. <laughs> the 3D is not great. Why didn't he just draw sometimes. the space? What the fucking the ice field scene? Oh, that's shit. It's so cool. No, it's terrible. Hannah. It looks awful. It looks like just pixels booping against each Hannah, other. Hannah, I'm actually, I'm being completely unironic here. I love the way this movie looks. I hate the way this movie looks. I think it looks like ass. Oh my god. This is the first time we're really disagreeing. This is going to be a long episode. <laughs> I think this movie looks awful. I I love it. I there's There's something so charming to me about, like, the... The way, like, the camera work works around the 2D characters in 3D space. And just the, like, kind of awkward way it, like, they turn around in the space. I love 2D animation. So anytime I'm watching this, I'm like... Because, so the start, the movie starts, so basically how the, the 3D, 2D works in it is all the sets are 3D. Yeah. The characters are... All the sets are 3D, all the characters are 2D except the bad guys. Yeah. But Which I, I think was a very interesting I like choice. I like the bad guys being 3D. Yeah. I think that's good. I just don't... I hate the backgrounds. I think the backgrounds sure. look bad. Because sure. I love those old, like, matte-painted cell backgrounds. There is one scene, I think, that has one of them in it. Oh, like, uh, the, the, the last shot of the movie where it's the fucking pixelated-ass mountains of Earth is terrible. Nah. No, I nah. think it's awful. I think like I I think it's the worst thing about the movie is like the three D. I understand it was two thousand and three D was bad. Yeah. But then don't use three D, use two D. I think the worst thing about this movie was um that one alien with the fucked up kangaroo legs. <laughs> I did not like the way she looked. Um the cast of this movie is te- like very good cast, te- all miscast. Yeah. Matt Damon definitely. Ron Perlman. Drew, Drew Barrymore playing a fucking thigh woman? Yeah, that wasn't great. No. Shout out to Drew Barrymore, uh, Scab. Um, Is she? Her, she's currently like doing her own show that's hiring like WGA workers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Well, what does she have the? Maybe she has an exemption. Uh, I don't. I haven't heard anything about the exemptions. I don't know. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. Because she's also just sounds so bored. Yeah, she really does. She does yeah. not want to be in this movie. This is a horny ass movie. So horny. Kale and how do you pronounce Drew Barrymore's characters? I can't remember what her it's, character's yeah, name is. It's just, it's weird. I can't believe you um, like. Actually, no, it makes sense you like the way this movie looks. You like Shenmue. Yeah, I love Shenmue. Shenmue's great. No Shenmue updates. No. Um, John's I sick. haven't played Shenmue. I am not. This movie looks terrible. Yeah. Uh, Akima. 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 Yeah, Akima. Yeah. So yeah, the movie starts, there's a long monologue about, basically, the human, the planet gets blown up. Uh, fucking Ron Perlman shows up. No, before then. No, Ron Perlman shows up. Well, Ron Perlman's papa. Yeah, Ron Perlman's papa. His papa. Or daddy, as little... Yeah, <laughs> little Kale. Uh, dad, my invention broke. He has an invention. I d- do we ever find out what the fuck the invention I is? I think it's meant to be like a spin top. Sure. Um, basically, there's this long monologue at the start which is talking about humans' inventions. And then you basically like, humans have invented something. And because of this, an, intrig- like an, an alien species invades Earth and blows it up to kill us all. Yeah. So the movie starts and it's like an escape from... From Earth. Or from Earth. Yeah. Big um, Phantom Menace vibes of the spaceships because it's just like, ooh, why yeah. are they so bad 3D? They're great 3D. They're terrible. Uh, yeah. Uh, and what happens is little Kale gets put onto a spaceship by his dad, uh, sent along with another fucked up looking alien All the guy, aliens tech. are like, the, car- the alien character design is fucked. I'm sorry. Oh, it's so... They're obviously meant I to have to respect it. They're obviously all meant to be animals. Yeah, and they're like uh, anthropomorphized. How do you say the word? Anthropomorphized. But he's yeah. picked the ugliest version of them all. Yeah, which I think is an interesting artistic. I think choice. it's an interesting artistic choice. There's too you're Don. There's enough. You're cooking with too many sauces here. Yeah, you need to pick one lane. <laughs> Uh, it's all set in Pierce, Colorado, the beginning of this as well. Where's Pierce, that. Colorado? I don't fucking know. It's in yeah. Colorado. Damn. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, the humans invent this thing called the Titan. And you don't know what it is. You don't really know what it is, but you do know that it's the Titan being invented that kind of calls the dredge to Earth. How do you feel about the dredge? I love the dredge. I think they're co- They don't really have a character motivation, but they're a yeah. cool aesthetic. Yeah. Um... Was it you who said this is just Mass Effect? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the dredge show up. My note here is the dredge look like the CGI water from Pokemon. Um, I think that's specifically from Pokemon Heroes, Latios and Latias, for all my Pokemon fans out there. Yeah. Um, uh, and then they fucking blow up Earth. They blow up Earth. Humans are decimated. You jump forward 15 years. Yeah. Kale is working as like, oh my god, the soundtrack in this film. It's the most Sean soundtrack. It is fucking banging. It's just fucking something that... Just like edgy, like, butt rock. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised there's no, like, buckle surfers on this. Yeah. Um, And he's just, like, being a rad-ass dude, doing his scrapping job, Mm. nearly dying, uh, hitting on women. Yeah. This movie's so horny. This movie is so horny. The shower scene later on... They, like, I was surprised how horny this movie was. Yeah, this is very much more of, like, a teenage film than a kid's film. It's, it's, which may have contributed to its poor performance. But it's rated PG. Is it? Yeah. Damn. 
Oh, there's some shit in here that I wouldn't guide my kids to to watch if I was a parent. Yeah, it was like rated nines on Disney. Damn. Yeah. Which I think that's a problem with the movie. If it's meant to be like, oh, bring your whole family to it. It's not a movie you would bring like kids to. Yeah. The the teams are too spicy. I wouldn't say the... the I don't know if there's themes in this movie. The, pl- the human race is about to be extinct. Yeah. That's not fun for like a six-year-old. Hey, sometimes six-year-olds need to be challenged. <laughs> That's when you bring them to the War of the Worlds. <laughs> and then they turn out like me, Sean. Yeah, right at that point where they believe it's real. <sighs> Still fucked up, Mama and Papa. Still fucked up you did that. Yeah. I think that story been on, Mike? No. <laughs> I think this is... Fantastic, and if I ever have a child who does this, I'm 100% doing the exact same thing. I went through phases of kid where I saw all movies or documentaries, and my parents brought me to see War of the Worlds during this. (laughs) He also watched Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings and The Day After Tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, I did not sleep well. Yeah. Um, Because they were like, she's six. This is fine. I was not fine. Um, Uh, Back to Titan A. Kale's an orphan. His mother just doesn't exist. Yeah. His dad. Dad basically disappears because he's like the head scientist of the Titan project. Yeah. He gets given a magical ring that's like the MacGuffin of the film. Because he's like, oh, as long as you have this, there's still hope. Mm. And then a flash forward to 15 years later, you've got 19-year-old Kale who has a sick-ass sword tattoo. Hell yeah. And is buff as fuck. Yeah, um, I want that sword tattoo. And then he opens his mouth and Matt Damon's 30-year-old voice yeah. comes out. And you're like, ooh, <laughs> there's something wrong here. Yeah. I think... I think the biggest problem I have with Kale as a character and like Matt is that he is played by Matt, Matt Damon, Damon. Yeah. Because Matt Damon's too much of an adult. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. That's one thing about like Jim in Treasure Planet is I think Joseph Gordon Levitt is ten years younger than Matt Damon, so he is twenty playing a like sixteen year old. Yeah. It's you not know? it's not Riverdale territory, which this definitely this is, this is. is. yeah. Because yeah. he just sounds like a grown man. Yeah. So he's like doing his scrap metal job and ship docks and he nearly gets killed by the ship. Yeah. And there's a woman who's like of Southeast Asian descent with cool purple hair. Yeah. Because that was a thing they did in the early 2000s. Yeah, like every Southeast Asian woman in a movie for like the last 20 years. Yeah. And he's like, whoop, boop, 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 boop. And she walks yeah. away. And then uh, we go to a canteen scene with the most fucking annoying character in the film. Tech. No, the little, um, like, grasshopper thing. That's the... Grasshopper ca- thing? The, the cafeteria-like chef. Oh, I was fully not paying attention for this so, section. I was so excited when he got oh, yeah. murdered early on in the movie. I was like, this guy's here for the entire movie. I'm done. Yeah. Um, um, this is where Corso shows up, right? This, yeah. Do you like Corso? He's a bastard. Did you like Corso before he the twist? I liked him both times. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm gonna say it I liked uh, fucking what's his name Goon <sighs> shout out to Goon I got I got things to say about Goon you don't like Goon the word Goon does it um, mean something yeah I did not know that Sean's checking his notes and he's sighing I'm, I'm trying to find this guy's name Preed the first mate <sighs> fucking Preed I liked Preed did you yeah I thought he was a fun villain um, oh, he's a good villain. I yeah. thought you liked him before his villain arc. No, no, he's an asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah. Two were... I sent Hannah a message about this last night while we were watching and it. And I didn't know what he meant. Yeah. Two words in this film have 
later on gone on to mean very different things on the internet. Okay. On, on 4chan kind of specifically. Okay. Uh, the first one is, you know, the unit of measurement they use? What's the unit? I didn't hear it. Kex. Yeah? Kek is like a 4chan, like the 4chan equivalent of lol. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, goon is... Um, a slur? No. Is it a sex thing? Yeah. Well, do you want to just leave it there, buddy? Or do you want to keep digging this hole you dig, dig for yourself? You can Google it if I don't you want, want in to. your own spare time. I, my uh, eyes are closed. I'm not opening Pandora's box. Um, anyway, anyway. Uh, Corso shows up. You chose to bring this up. I couldn't... I couldn't not. I, I couldn't keep saying that name without bringing it up. He has glasses. I think he's still... I like Goon. He's, he's a, a little, cute little he's guy. He's a little guy. Yeah. I like his nap. I was very sad. Yeah. And then I was very happy. But yeah, yeah Corso shows up being like, hello! Yeah, he's I'm like this ex-military dude. Yeah, I think, you know in the first scene when young Kale is getting like... Yeah, he's at that, right? Yeah, he's the guy driving them, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think he is. Um, So he like drives them to... um, He basically picks up Kale and this is when the like, Gek... Not the Gek. The Dredge. The Dredge. Sorry, Mass Effect. Ah, um, the Dredge. The Dredge are these like energy monsters. So I think yeah. this, I like. I I think I would like if I had to design this movie. Mm-hmm. I would have. Mm-hmm. I think leave the ships being three D. Mm-hmm. Have the backgrounds being two D, but still have the Dredge three D. Yeah, because the Dredge being three D, you're like, oh, these are fucked up little dudes. Yeah, I like them being three D with everything else also being three D because it kind of situates them as more of like a natural part of the universe whereas like all other all of, life all yeah other everything life. else is very much not i think that was interesting but then that's the plan, that's the vibe that i got but then the plan i think it was just like let's do a 2.5d thing because it's funny i think it was just cheaper no because it's so expensive back then was it that's why this movie was so expensive damn because it's so expensive to do 3d animation back then yeah so like they they spent more money to making it in three D. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Um. Corso saves Kale. There's like a little action. Yeah. Scene. Tech. My guy Tech dies. Does he die? He stays behind to, like, hold the dredge off, and we never see him again. Well, he could appear on the pl- the new the spoiler spoiler. At the end of the movie. We can spoil this movie. That's yeah, they what this make whole new, podcast's about. They make a new work. Yeah, um, they, they, they win in the end. The good guys win. Um, I like to imagine... I've, I've subscribed to the philosophy if you don't see them die on camera, they don't die. There's sure. so much other death in this movie that I yeah. feel like they wouldn't... Actually, yeah, true. If he died, we would have You would have seen. seen yeah. Um, so if and, they escape, um, Kale and, should die because... Yeah, because they get fucking <laughs> shot they get out... Spaced. Of, they get space. They get shot out of a... a that, like an escape pod thing mm-hmm. into space uh, in a scene strangely reminiscent of um, a little shot in Guardians of the Galaxy um, do you know why that is? why? this movie was written by Josh Whedon oh yeah it was yeah. and it was going to be a live action movie oh really? yeah I've just checked that out uh, oh my god that this is a the, the, the schemes of this movie are insane it was basically going to be an, a live action movie they spent 30 million like developing it with no progress they fired the director and hired Don Bluth to like animate it animate it fuck yeah King I move. wouldn't be surprised then there was no scripts or anything um yeah 
I wouldn't be surprised then if the reason that like they use 3D animation if they were like mocking up 3D like green screen stuff for live action. Yeah, that makes that sense. That explains a lot. Yeah, that does make they sense. They only had 19 months to make this. Damn. That's not enough time for an animated movie. They did fucking great for 19 months. Yeah. I'll give that to them. <laughs> Good old college try. Yeah. Uh, but this is also around where we discovered that um, in Kale's ring is encoded the location of the Titan. Mm-hmm. Uh... And yeah, uh, they—it's like on his hand. I think it's a fun way. Yeah, of doing a fun way it. of showing it. He has the ring, but the map is shown on the palm of his hand. Um, you do. This is Kale gets hurt, but he's fine. This yeah. is when you have him get introduced to the rest of the cast. Yeah, the crew um, of the Valkyrie. As he's butt naked, and Matt Damon's like still naked here. Yeah, uh, we've got a uh, fucking Preed, uh, a Batman alien thing. Is he a bat? I think he's meant to be a bat. I thought he was like a dog. Like a fucked up like hyena, but maybe um, I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, Nathan Lane as Predex Predioa, a fruit bat like a Crenian. Man, Don Bluth likes his rodents. Yeah, and Corso's first mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet uh, Goon, little turtle guy. Played by uh, John. John Leguizamo. Yeah. Um, he's a Grappoan, apparently. I liked Goon. Uh, I liked Goon as well. He was fun. Uh, we meet fucking Stiff, who I... Sean did not care for Stiff. She's like a kangaroo. Yeah. And her legs are so huge. She's so big. She's so big, but like not even her torso, just her legs. Yeah, she's like bow legs. Yeah. And they like bend in ways that legs shouldn't. I found it very unsettling to look at. Um... And then there's uh, Akima as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Akima and Kale have big flirty vibes from like yeah. such a horny. They're like both teenagers. Yeah. It makes sense. It does. Um, But they just kind of go on a little road trip. Yeah. We do meet... they, they follow the map. They, they meet some more bat aliens. <laughs> and the helium planet. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the planet Seshirim. Yeah. Kale has daddy issues at the wazoo. Yeah, of course he does. Um, he uh, does also... he find out that Kelso or Corso even knew his dad? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. He kind of nice. says that when they first meet. Sure. But also it's like you you re- start to learn a little bit more about humans in this world. So like mm. they don't really set up um, what like has happened in the human race in 15 years since Earth died. But it seems like some people have stayed in like colony ships, which yeah. is where Akira is from. Um, and Kale is like just you almost get the vibe that he's just been like on the run all his yeah, life he's because, just kind of a drifter yeah because he's a cool guy who doesn't lay his hat anywhere okay stop having a crush <laughs> I do not have a crush on Kale no he's a child I'd yeah, be worried he's if he too, did he's too pathetic he's so pathetic yeah um uh, yeah basically what happens for most of the movie is the map shows them to go to a place they go there shenanigans ensue they yeah, go to a new place like the dredge show up they go to a new place yeah it's yeah. a very formulaic movie yeah it is it's a up. very it's very kind of generic um sci-fi movie if you've seen a sci-fi road trip movie you've kind of seen it before yeah like they go to the a the set pieces are interesting yeah like they're kind of a fun play on like different set pieces so like when they're at the Bat Planet, the Dredge appear and then Oh, sorry, one thing about the Bat Planet, right? So they they know <laughs> oh, yeah, that they're the they know that they're on their way there to meet with this like alien race called the Gaul. Yeah. And 
they land and they kind of wander around for a bit and they find this kind of shrine thing with a fucking sick 2D background. Um, Shout out to 2D backgrounds. But then these like uh, like bat aliens start surrounding them and like flying around everywhere. And Corso is immediately like, okay, we got to kill these guys. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, sounds good. Why the fuck would they assume that these are not the Gaul? They're like guys. They're like humanoid. Yeah, because they're kind of creepy when they're appearing in fairness. They are a little creepy. They're bats circling them. Yeah. But then they appear and they don't speak. They're not they're like, hi guys. Yeah. Um, but they don't do anything to them either. They just kind of surround them. They surround them and then they're like, yeah, this is where you need to go. And Kaelis yeah. put his hand up and it's like an encryption lock. I thought that was cool. I thought yeah. it was a fun way of having like the next clue revealed. And then the Gek appear. Not the Gek. The Tread. Dredge. How is this my weird fill this week? I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. Um, the Dredge appear. There's like a combat. Fucking Kale and Akima get captured by the Dredge, yeah. right? Yeah. You do see Goon just like... Goon's just... Doing his best. Just, but it's it's just such a trend of like 90s animated movies. They're like, we need just a little fucked up guy that we can cut to every like eight minutes for like 30 seconds of comic relief. Yeah. And back. <laughs> Which is like, I kind of miss it. Because like Goon's not bad. Like Goon's, I like Goon. I like Goon as well. But I can see if I was a parent and I was hungover bringing my child to the cinema or like on a Sunday and this was my 50th time watching this movie. Yeah. I would fucking hate Goon. <laughs> you know? Like I say some parents hated Goon. I could imagine, yeah. yeah. Do you think there were like, I wonder if there were like McDonald's toys for this movie. Because I know there were McDonald's toys for Treasure Planet. <sighs> I had one of the little robot guy. <sighs> What's his name again? I don't remember. I haven't seen that movie in years. Ooh, we should do a Joseph Gordon-Levitt miniseries so we can watch mm-hmm. talk about Treasure Planet. We would also have to watch... Um, Ten Things I Hate About You, The Dark Knight... Dark Knight Rises. I like The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises is okay. We don't have to watch Don John. And watch Looper. I love Looper. Looper's great, yeah. And we also have to watch The Walk. The Walk? The Walk. I don't know The Walk. You haven't talked The Walk? No. I'll tell you about The Walk after this. He plays right. a Frenchman who walks across the Twin Towers. Oh, sure. Ooh, la, la, la. Yeah. The accent he does seem. Oh, uh, perfect day for us to be talking about that movie. Happy 9 11. <laughs> yeah, happy 9 11. It's my mom's birthday. Um, uh, happy birthday. My mother. <laughs> Back to, so yeah, yeah, they get kidnapped. They, get, they, they kidnap uh, Kale and Akima, and they're fully just like, ah, oh, fuck it, we don't need her, we'll shoot her into space. Yeah. How does she get out of Does she go get into a pod when she gets yeah. shot into space? Like yeah, they, they just. They, they, like, they don't just shoot her out. Yeah. Like normally, like they, they would if this was real. See, th- that's the thing: is they're, they're not... trying to call kill all humans. Why would they sack like spare one? They're not trying to. I don't think they actually are trying to kill all humans. They say we the need thing. to slaughter the human race. I got the vibe that they were like, we need to make sure the Titan doesn't get activated. Destroying the planet so they have to create a new planet sure is a good way of doing that. Yeah, maybe I was just too sleepy to understand their their depth and complexity. I will say the big the big bad dredge cool yeah fucking rad yeah, yeah. just like a big energy monster and it's all subtitled yeah I will say the subtitles on Disney Plus were kind of shit oh yeah they were. they were they were just cutting in or out and I was like I like to imagine all of the subtitles on Disney Plus are like that oh really yeah. oh, okay mm. I like to imagine in uh, if you saw it they, in cinema they just didn't animate the, like, the dredge just that'd be fun yeah I wouldn't be surprised if that was real yeah because why wouldn't they just have like the it in the movie yeah true you know yeah, I think Disney Plus use AI for their subtitles now. Mm. Pay your workers, Disney. They would never. No. But the Dredge are just like, they do like a weird MacGuffin stuff to get a copy of the map from Kale. Yeah. This was a part I didn't really 
that kind of came out of nowhere for me because Kale is just kind of able to go through their like energy shields that they have in his prison cell. The the uh, you can tell this movie was made without any scripts. Yeah, there it's it really feels like it's just uh, then they go to a new place and because it's cool there too. The movie's about an hour and twenty minutes. Mm. What we've described so far is the first thirty minutes. Yeah, and you're like. You, when Kale gets kidnapped, you're like, this should be the end of, like, Act 2, sort of. Mm. And it's kind of the end of Act 1. Or, like, the midway point of Act 2. You know? Yeah. Like, I'd say the end of Act 2 is when they yeah, go to... Yeah, because after this, they get to New Bangkok. But that's not for ages. Oh, no, it's not, because he, he steals the fucking dredge ship. It's not for and there's the ages. And there's the whole slave thing. <laughs> there's, like, a lot of movie <laughs> Yeah, left. there's the whole fucking subplot about Akima being taken as a slave. But no, like, that's what I mean. So, like, Kale, they basically get the map off Kale so they know where the Titan is. But everyone knows where the Titan is a good 30 minutes into the movie. Yeah, and it's just about going there. Yeah. So, they, like, Kale escapes because he can kind of, like, get through the... Again, they don't explain how Kale... You're right. They don't explain how yeah, Kale it, can do this. Yeah, he just can do it now, I guess. Yeah. Did he get hurt? Did he get... Because he got shot by an energy weapon or something? Oh, I don't know. Up. Um, he's just a specialist boy. He's a specialist boy. He's played by Matt Damon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon can just do that. He can just go through electricity. Can just go through energy fields. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fortune does favor the brave. And then yeah, yeah, Akima gets captured by like a slave planet, <clears throat> and they have a tracker on her, so they find her. And then they do this whole bit about Corso being a slave. It's really weird. Yeah, they they it's do this really whole bit strange. about Freed like pretending to be. A, slave. a slaver from some planet yeah. and wanting to buy more slaves. Yeah, but then the the fucking guard in the place is immediately like, "I deal with these slavers all the time. They always start a deal by trying to threaten you. You're fucking lying. That guy is in like a fucking military stance. He's not a goddamn slave. What's going on? You're wearing a bed sheet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> I did think that I did really I like that. that. I thought but that was just, really funny. You're just the fact that he just and you're like, What's happening? the fact that he just immediately like picks apart their entire kind of con was very fun. It's very Josh Whedon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's good. They just oh, also uh, fuck Josh Whedon. Yeah, fuck Josh Whedon. Yeah. What a bad dudes in this film. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> At least we don't got to deal with Harvey for a little bit. Do we? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, um. But yeah. Akima gets back. It looks like they're about to kiss. No, but Akima gets back, but they have to rest. Kale has to save himself. Yeah. And nearly kill Kale because he steals a dr- I was so yeah, fucking pissed off that ship that dread they- ship never reappears in the movie. I know, right? It's so fucking stupid. Why didn't they escape from the dread ship to like... Yeah. Because he can fly the dread ships, but he never uses it again. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so Akima gets back. They get very- they're about to kiss. They shower together. They don't shower together. She's in the shower and he like knocks on the door and peeks in and he's like, oh shit, you're in the shower. Sorry. And she's just like, she's just like, hey, are you in or out? <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> <she's> like in. <laughs> and Sean and I both clapped our hands like we were penguins. Um, we're definitely skipping something before that. Uh, this isn't. I think this is when they talk about like. It's Hang on, let me check my notes. Let me on, check my notes because I definitely we, noted this. We need. They need to go to the ice planet. So they're talking about going to the ice planet, and they, oh, sorry. they stop. Oh, me. the the wake angels. They they go through the wake angels. He drives. Yeah, the, the wake the wake angels are these like uh, alien beings that follow in like the energy trails of some ships, mm-hmm. and they're meant to be good luck. 
and him and uh, Corso have like a little, a little DMC while they're looking at the wake angels. And then the the couple is talking about like trading because they basically stop at like a human settlement to get supplies before they go to the ice planet. And it's immediately revealed that Corso is a villain. Yeah, Corso is like a going to sell them the fuck out to the dredge. Yeah, and has been the entire time. Yeah. Which are just like, it kind of does feel like it's out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, it absolutely yeah, does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, the there is another <laughs> related twist that I don't think was out of nowhere. That I I think fit well, the, the vibe pr- the that Preed had sold both of them out. I that thought is, that, that was, happens at the end. That happens it? right at the end. That happens right at the end. But Preed is like, I'm also a villain. Yeah, British. <laughs> um, so they run away. Um, our homegirl gets shot in the tit, but she's fine. Yeah. Um, Kale learns, gets to meet other humans. And yeah, maybe he goes like, to New Bangkok. And maybe he's like, maybe people aren't bad after all. I've yeah. learned about the concept of soccer. Yeah. Oh, that fucking there are two photo kids playing was so, soccer. That photo was so weird. So funny. Was it 3D or 2D? I couldn't tell. It was 2D. Was it 2D? It was 2D. Mm. Yeah, it was just the art style was a little weird. The football of the concept of soccer. Yeah. There's like a, Akima's fine. And then they're like, this other ship, we're going to rebuild the ship to like, go to the ice rings and there's a montage like rebuilding the ship yeah because they have to uh because the titan is at the center of the ice rings yeah yeah and uh the ice ring scene my fucking rocks i think it's a cool i think it's fucking awesome my thing is right i think it's a cool concept for a scene Mm. i really like the concept of the scene I think because so basically the ice is all 3D. Yeah. There's no shading on the ice. Yeah. It's all the <clears throat> same matte finish. Yeah. And it's like a it's like a reflective matte. I just don't think it looks very good. I think it looks rad because the whole scene is um. They're like it's like reflections on ice and stuff. <laughs> I think I understand what I'm trying to do. It's meant to be mirrors and stuff. I just think it doesn't look very well. Sure. Especially when it's like silent scenes of them moving up and down and you can just, my brain is just going, yes, you're increasing the Y variable by X percentage this. My brain is like, fuck yeah, Kale, get him. <laughs> my brain was thinking about how I would make this in my like computer animations course in college. Oh shit. Nice. Yeah, because that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because I was like, ooh, this, this texturing is bad. It hasn't yeah. popped in yet. Um, is this the point where... Uh, they start being mean to Goon. They start being mean to Goon, my guy. Because Goon's like, what's wrong with Kale? <laughs> yeah, Kale. Goon and uh, fucking Stith have no clue what's going on. Goon and Kale are best buddies because Kale yeah. is good with technology so he's like, let me fix your little gizmos, Goon. <laughs> yeah. Because Goon's Goon just like, like... like <laughs> 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 he's um, just a little dude who loves his gizmos. He looks like the earlier scene where the Gek invade when they're on the hydrogen The Gek invade? <laughs> Why does this keep happening? Who are the Gek? Are they the from Gek, Mass Effect? The Gek are the, the cyborgs, like, plant, the cyborg species that are, like, a hive mind in Mass Effect. Okay, sure. That, like, you have to, like, team up with to defeat the, um... The Reapers? The Reapers. Sure. But they're basically being, like, mind-controlled by the Reapers, so they, like, split away and they're like, let us be free will. They're basically, like, a slave race that rose up and have, like, gained dominance on their own planet. They're nice. fucking sick. I love them. Hell yeah. One of their, uh, their leader you can get as a companion is called Legion. Nice. I love him. He's my best friend. What? I've heard that name before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, going back to the Dredge, because the Dredge have no character motivation. Yeah, going back to Goon. Our guy. Goon. They Goon. try to kill Goon. No, but Goon 
does does like is so lost in the sauce of designing like his little like maps he does let the the dredge and like attack them oh yeah yeah, yeah he, he fully misses them um yeah. when they're in the tight the ice field they're just like this kill yeah. <laughs> and they can't get like and it's a cool scene i just don't even think it looks very good i think it looks great i don't think it does yeah we um, disagree yeah you can that's what this podcast is all about right. I love uh, this is the first movie we've really disagreed I on. do too, actually, I yeah. Very I think there's going to be a couple coming up that we're going to really disagree on. You think so? Yeah. Uh, but Corso tries to kill Goon and Stiff. That's after they land on the Titan. They find the after, Titan. Yeah, yeah, they find the Titan. Very disappointed with what the Titan looked like in the it's end. It's just a big ball. It's a big ball, yeah. It was no, he thought he was so hoping it'd be a big man. I'm so hoping it would be a huge, like, mech guy. It's not the Iron Giant. Fuck. I need to watch The Iron Giant again. Yeah, it's a good movie. I like it. Yeah, you should watch Ready Player One. No. <laughs> I, I've been meaning to watch Ready Player One with the boys for like years. Because they fucking love that movie. Do they actually? Like, they don't think it's good. Okay. But they love it. You're friends. Yeah. Bad taste. We almost had Matthew on as a guest for I'm this episode. I'm so excited. Because he, his, like, Lewis broke down and my house was close by his bus stop. So it's like, I'll wait here instead of in the rain. And before Hannah arrived, I was like, Matthew, what if you guested on this episode and we both just pretended you had watched the movie? Honestly, very funny. Yeah. But I was thinking, like, I was, I came in, I was like, oh, Matthew's on the episode? Sick. That's yeah. cool. I don't mind. And yeah, then they were like, wait, no, it's not funny. Hannah's okay with it. He is locked in for Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Ugh, I can't wait to hear what Matthew's top four are. Cause he Matthew, told me his top four. Is it good movies? Or are it's, they Matthew movies? It's, it's an interesting top four compared to anything else we have talked about on this podcast. I like movies. Yeah, so does Matthew. I know. Yeah. He's the only other person I know that went to see my the weird Korean uh, French movie that I saw. And oh, I was nice. like, oh... They get to the Titan, Corso uh, appears, there's a fight, mm-hmm. they, they do blow up our sweet turtle man. Yeah, they, they blow up Goon, and he's like, I'm going to have a nap. And I went, poor one out for Goon. Yeah, uh, um, uh, And then, twist, which we already spoiled, the... Yeah, there's, I, th- I really liked this little reveal. The Preed is like, fuck you humans. Yeah. Where uh, Corso and Preed both have uh, Kale kind of like on the ropes. They've got him at gunpoint. Yeah. And you can kind of see Preed taking a couple steps away from them as Corso's going up to, to get Kale. And Kale's like, you're, you're never going to win. You'll never beat me. And Preed's just like, no, you are both going to lose. <laughs> I love Nathan Lane. I think he's a very fun actor. Yeah, he's good. Um... And then, yeah, there's a big fight scene. And the fucking coldest-ass murder the I've seen. The most brutal murder I've ever seen, seen in, in an animated movie. movie. A kid's movie. Corso snaps Preed's neck in the most, like, graphic way possible. You're like, oh my like god. Like, you can see the bones breaking. It's, it's like, that must be another reason I don't think this movie did particularly well. Because it is, like, upsetting. If yeah. you had small kids in here... They would be like, oh my god, that's horrifying. Yeah. Like, the like, kids would cry at that. Yeah, absolutely. And then, like, no teen's gonna sit and see, like, no 15 year old's gonna go to this movie. Now they would, but yeah. not until the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. And then Corso, like, falls off the fucking rail, and it looks like he has also died. Then the, the dredge have appeared. Oh no. Or the dredge show up. Like, who saves the day? 
our boy Goon. Our Goon's alive. <laughs> he woke up from his nap. He did. Yeah, he woke up from his nap. He did say another line I thought was upsetting. Which was my this is my second last note of the film. Yeah. Um, I don't like Goon's your daddy because <laughs> he says Goon's your daddy, and I I'm did. like, oh, I don't, I don't like that. I think he should say whatever he wants. Um, but yeah, then... Oh, important thing that we missed. Yes. It is established that the Dredge are made of pure energy. Pure energy? Yeah. So what happens if they rewrote... rewrote oh yeah, uh, fucking Kale's dad's dead. Yeah, he he's like a hologram in the Titan and he's Don't, like... I think they should have found his body. That would have yeah, been Yeah, that would have been fun. If they're willing to show Preed's neck breaking in like four places, then they like, should have showed... They don't, he definitely, there could have been a skate pod or something on the Titan. Yeah. You know. Um, but, yeah, it turns out that the Titan just lost power and doesn't work anymore. But when the dreads show up, they're beings of pure energy. Boop, boop, boop. Um, so there's a big battle. Of course, one of the things to, like, change the, uh, the like, transporters or transformers or whatever is broken. So Kale has mm. to, like, go outside and there's pew, 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 pew. Yeah, and the dreads are about to get him until... Pew. Corso's back, baby. And he's like, because his his motivation, I think, was he had a motivation. Yeah, his his motivation was like, look, I've, human race is fucked. Yeah, he's like, I've been fighting the dredge for like fifteen years. We just can't beat them. Yeah. So let see. I understand him being like, I can't beat them. Mm. So him having like a load of em- like empathy about like the human race. Him betraying the human race to be like, I'll side with the enemy that I witnessed blow up my planet. I kind of, I'm like, that's a bit stupid. Hey, if you can't beat him, join him. Then he, uh, then he does the exact same thing and joins Kale. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> then he's like, then he sees that the dredge can in fact be defeated. He's like, oop, never ooh, mind. Ooh, Yeah. Um, so then it's just like, it's a lot of, again, really gruesome because like... <clears throat> You see, like, Corso get shot and starting to be bled out. Yeah. Like, they're they're losing, and then he's like, let me do a self-sacrifice to mm. save, like, my adoptive son, even though I was trying to kill him not 15 minutes ago. Yeah. And then he's, like, see him get, like, electrocuted. To... It's just bad. <clears throat> like, it's not nice to watch. Yeah. Um, then the Titan, they, they fucking get the Titan online. You do, when they go into the Titan... Um, they do see these all these like I thought the design of the Titan of it's like this maze of like library of like flash disks or yes, something. Yes, that was really I thought cool. that was cool. Yeah, because they have a load of like genetic samples from like every animal on Earth, so they can like clone them. Yeah, I like the design of the Titan. Yeah. I think it's funny. <clears throat> but then yeah, then the Dredge are about to win um, because they're uh, beings of pure energy, and of course they sacrificed themselves, and there's only five minutes left in the animation budget. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, like I'll, the way we're talking about this, this is how the movie goes. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, yeah. they um win, mm-hmm. and a new planet. I lo- I actually I will say, new planet being formed, best bit of animation in the movie. Oh, it looks so cool. It's very. Cool. It's fucking rad. Yeah, two D animation. Yeah. Um, planet Bob. Planet Bob. Um, but yeah, then they like they just appear on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um. They're like all the guys from New Bangkok are on the way. All the guys from New Bangkok on the way. Fucking Kale wants to get down and dirty with it. You know he yeah. wants to make he wants to be Adam and Eve. Uh, and they get caught blocked by Goon. Shout out to Goon. Shout out to Goon. 
doing the Lord's work. The real MVP of this movie. <laughs> and then there's some really badly pixelated cliffs and you see the little soccer kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kale is like, yeah, I'm going to call it Planet Bob. And Akima's like, you can't fucking do that. It's like, nah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. All XD. And then the movie is over. Yeah. It's a... Yeah, the movie just fucking ends. And it's a weirdly paced movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's 92 minutes. It's not long, but it feels really long. Yeah, it felt like It kind like of drags it... in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Around the point where... Like, between Kale getting kidnapped, kidnapped. and the ice planet, or the ice yeah. rings. It's so obvious that they probably, if it was, like, 10 years earlier, or mm-hmm. even 15 years earlier, mm-hmm. they would have just been, like, a tight 73. Mm. But they're like, we can't release an hour-long movie for teenagers. Yeah, so we that need to we make have it. sunk fucking $30 million into and oh. just thrown it away. Yeah, so they're like, it has to be an hour and a mm-hmm. half. Yeah. And I don't understand why they were like, let's make this an animated movie. Obviously, because they probably had done some pre-production stuff to mm. make the backgrounds, but it's just bizarre. Yeah. Um, the fact there's no scripts written is insane to me. So funny. Yeah. Um, I think that's... Let me see. Let me check my notes and see if we've missed anything just so, on... Not a lot happens. That's yeah. the fucking weird thing. Like uh, it's... Three million kicks. Goon the Turtle Man. He's Gingo Gak in one of his gizmos. Uh, I thought Gingo Gak was a funny word. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they put Kale in the CGI room. <laughs> <laughs> like... Ugh. All of the music is great. All of the music. The soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, it kicks in a couple of times and it's... It's very on the nose, I would say. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There, I, I believe all the songs were written for the movie. That doesn't surprise me. Mm. Um, all I'm saying is it's no Iris by the Google Dolls. That's in, um, that was written for Treasure Planet. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, fucking love Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Um, how did this movie do in the box office, Hannah? Fucking terrible. Guess how much it cost. So we know that they dumped 30 million into it while it was still live action. Yeah. So I'm guessing like 150 million. This is 20 years ago. Yeah. So it's between 75 and 90 million. Between 75 and 90? Yeah. It's like 80 something. It's made? Oh, wait. Sorry. What do you mean? So the budget was between 75 and 90 million. Oh, okay. Yeah. How many uh, box office do you think it made? Oh, like 20. 36.8. Okay. So like, but it's... Less than, than a half. third of the budget. Yeah. Less than a half. Oh, no. Yeah. Less than half. Yeah. But it's like... Never mind. So... I'm not a maths teacher. You're a chemistry teacher, though. I also am a maths teacher. <laughs> um, so, another bit of just from looking at the Wikipedia for the movie that I think it's interesting, which is talking about a big thing to do with the reputation of this movie is not only did it kill Don Bluth's career, mm-hmm. it fucking killed Fox Animation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the studio just shut down after this. Yeah. So, this I'm reading off uh, fucking Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So, they made it cost 75 and took it took it cost 75 million, took 19 months to make. Um, the animation in Titan A is probably computer generated while the main characters and several backgrounds were traditionally animated. They used hand-built props that were captured by computers. Um, you know, it's edgy. It was very inspired by anime. Okay. Yeah, uh, I can, I can I see can that. I can see that, yeah. yeah. There's big um, Cowboy Bebop vibes off of it. It's just because like, it's Space Cowboys sort of vibe. Yeah. And like the pistols and stuff. Pistols are cool. 
Yeah. Um, during the production of Titan AE, Fox Animation Studios suffered a number of cutbacks, which ultimately led to its closure in 2000. Over 300 animators were laid off from the studio in 1999, and as a result, much of the movie's animation was outsourced to a number of independent companies. Oof. You're going to tell. Um, yeah. Several scenes were contracted to David, uh, to another, like, just basically other, like, studios. It was some studios' first ever feature film. Um... The Genesis scene was animated by Blue Sky, who later would go on to make 20th Century Fox's Ice Age and Ringo, as well as Horton Hears a Who and the Peanuts movie. Hell yeah. Um, Do you know what... Uh, you know what? Put, put that Wikipedia away real quick. I've just Get closed it. it. Excellent. Because uh, I want to talk a little bit about the box office when it came out. But that's what I do. I know. I've already got it open. Oh, you've already got it open. I've got it on my phone already. God damn! Uh, don't, don't, don't look past that. Right? I already have because I prepped for the Fuck. podcast. Shit! What's uh, number one, Sean? Number one is Shaft, right? Damn right. Hell yeah! Uh, that's mine. You're meant to guess what movies are in the. That's but the there's p- there's one movie in this that I had to I had to talk about. Is it gone in sixty seconds? No, it's not gone in is sixty it big seconds. Mama's house. Big Mama's house. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I loved Big Mama's House 2 when I was a kid. It's just Big Mama's House 1, I yeah, think. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually seen Big Mama's House 1, but I adore Did you just it. sense it on the, the wind? That's yeah. why you had to, like, break... Ah! Oops. I just dropped a chopstick. No, because ah. I, I wanted to look in the reception section just to learn about, you know, the death of animation shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I just saw it. And I was like, like, oh... oh. Also, Mission Impossible 2 is in there, I guess. Uh, Titan A, you know, opened number 5, opened opening again to 9 million. Mm-hmm. Not terrible. Shaft made 21, opened number 1. Gone in 60 seconds, Big One's House, uh, Mission Impossible 2. Some movie called Boys and Girls. Some movie called Dinosaur. I think Dinosaur? I Dinosaur. Oh, that's another 3D animated flop. Oh, is so this really fucking up? Ooh. I think that was a Disney one. Oh, I don't like the look of that. Yeah. I remember that being advertised. See, Sean and I are alive at this stage. Yeah. So a lot of these movies I remember in Chartbusters. Chartbusters? That's what our blockbuster Damn. was called. Damn. We just had extra vision. Now we uh, we were a Chartbusters family. Damn. Um, and I'd be like, fuck Titan A. Give me Jim. Give me Jim and Milo. Ha ha ha. Um, Gladiators number yeah, 8 Kale, Kale is not a he's no Jim he's not a, a, he's no a Hannah boy anywhere near the levels of Jim or Milo ah oh, <laughs> Jim and Milo I love them <laughs> you can tell you know who my so Jim and Milo were my two boys you know who my other boy was when I was a kid Rami Malek Stitch I love Stitch like the that was my the little alien yeah that was my trifecta. That was my like rotation I used to do whenever I went to Chartbusters. Hell yeah. Oh, and then I remember in you know, in Stitch Chewed little fucking sandwich alien. I thought he was a cool mm. dude too. I remember him from the TV show. Yeah, I yeah. didn't watch the TV show. I didn't have Disney. It was on RT. Uh, I didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, what else do we have left to do? We have so much left to do. Do we? I'm trying to find a Matt Damon fact so quickly. Oh my god. But it's like... Well, we gotta do our rankings. We gotta do the rankings. For, oh, the rankings are gonna be so too bad. Uh, is going to be an interesting. See, normally when we do the Matt Damon facts, I can find one for the for related to the movie. That's what I yeah. like to do. This there's no evidence of this. No, um, we're just going to do a random. We're just going to scroll on the IMDb. Sure. But before we do that, we get to the rankings. Uh, oh, no. your final your final thoughts on Titan AE before we do the rankings. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, I had a fun time. I was not in the mood for it last night. Yeah. And that one thing I feel like I wasn't as well and I, the fact that I still enjoyed it meant that I would probably like it a lot more on a second watch yeah 
And also, I think it appeals to you more. Yeah. Like, the soundtrack does a lot for you. You liking the charm of the animation does a yeah. lot for you. Because I think you enjoy... I love 2D animation so much that mm. when I see bad... I love 2D animation as well, yeah. but, like... But when I see bad 3D animation, I get pissed off because I'm like, yeah. this could have been 2D. Especially I, when you know how much it cost. I always appreciate, especially with animation, like, the animators trying to do something kind of fucked up and weird. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But so, something that's also fucked up and weird is our rankings. Uh-huh. So it's the first time you've ever listened to the podcast. What we do at the end of each... <laughs> What an episode to jump in on, bud. Listen, well, sometimes we look at the viewership numbers and we have to laugh. Yeah. Because, or else we cry. Um, we, we had some good viewership going because we had some popular movies and we've created again. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know what you have. We probably will with this one. Um, yeah, a talented Mr. Ripley's about to come out. That's, that's probably going to do... That's going to do some numbers. Yeah. Um, but we do rankings at the end of it uh-huh. of what we thought of the movie. Mm-hmm. And of course, as always, number 16... Number 16? Number 16. Not 15? 16. I'm missing a movie. Number 16 is The Good Old Boys. Alright. I gotta run to the I gotta run to the toilet real quick. Sean, do not check. Don't I'm not on my phone. I'm leaving my phone here. And we're back. And we're back. We're so back. Yeah, we're so back. It's so over. <laughs> the podcast? Totally over. I should have fucking looked for my The podcast is not over. I should have looked for the Matt Damon fact instead of just Yeah, you should have instead of listening to fucking... I mean, it's all... I yeah. actually went to look at F1 memes. Oh, God damn it. Ugh. Brief F1 time when Sean thinks about the movie. Seb got to race in his uh, 2011 uh, world like championship winning car for the first time in 12 years. It's just disdain, buddy. Um, I don't like that. Just watch it out later. Um... But he was very funny because he was like, I haven't gained any weight in the last 12 years, yippee. I was like, buddy. <laughs> Damn. Imagine not gaining, gaining any weight or like your body changing at all from the age of 22 to 35. That was me from the age of like... Eight? 16. To now? <laughs> yeah, I was exactly <laughs> like this when I was eight. That was me from the age of like 16 to like 22. Can't relate. Mm. Um... It is time. It was your first time watching. We listening. Just, listening. God, sorry. I'm trying to read at the same time as I'm doing yeah. this. What we do on the show is we do our rankings for the movies that we have watched. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to get to the stage where it's very hard for us to remember the movies. Yeah. We've done yeah, six, it is. 16 movies are in our rankings. I don't believe that it's 16. It is 16. I, I have... Okay. It's 16. Okay. What we do is each time we say a movie, we get to write it down so we remember we know yeah. what we've already said. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna write the numbers in. Okay. Will I start? Yeah. Oh, do you have the list of movies in front of you? No. Okay. Number sixteen, as always, is the good old boys because we haven't been able to watch it because we can't find a copy of it. The bounty is still alive. Yep. Uh, as as a reminder, because it's been a long time since that bonus episode. Uh, if you can find us a copy of the good old boys, literally anywhere, I'll buy you a pint. Uh, 16 good old boys you can go you can go next because okay. I went next last time sure <laughs> number 15 uh, number 15 is Rising Sun number 15 is Titan 80 <laughs> I really didn't like this holy shit yeah I also didn't oh this is fucked my thing is fucked I uh, also did not care for um, Fields shit. of Dreams but I thought Fields of Dreams looked better oh my god Controversy? I said we were in the valley, yeah. Sean. 
So that's 16, that's 15. What's your number? Your 15 is... Uh, my 15 is Rising Sun. Number 14. Number 14 is uh, Field of Dreams. Uh, number 14 is Oscar-winning Field of Dreams. <laughs> God. Uh, number 13 is, I think, still Geronimo. Number 13 for me is Rising Sun. Number 12 then must be... Uh, school ties. Number 12 for me is Rounders. I'm pretty sure. These are all my number like three stars. So they're sure. all kind of melt like in a melting pot. Yeah. You know? Does that number 12 uh, we just did? Cool. It's number 11 now. Is that number, is that number 12 or is that number? Yeah, that was number 12. Uh, number 11 is going to be the Rainmaker. Number 11 for me is Chasing That Amy. Uh, number 10 for me is going to be Chasing Amy. Number 10 for me is Geronimo. Number 9 for me is Titan AE. Wow, number 9? Yeah. Oh. Number 9 for me is School Ties. Uh, number 8 for me. Mm-hmm. It's Mystic Pizza. Number eight for me is Mystic Pizza. Yeah. So this is when we convert. Actually, you know what's handy about this? What? We have a we have a two meeting. We have two um meeting points now. We oh, have yeah? Mystic Pizza. Yeah. Uh, which is number eight for both of us. Uh-huh. And Field of Dream is uh number thirteen for both or number fourteen now. Oh, is both it? Of us. Yeah. I thought we were the same. Maybe we're not. Yeah. Yeah. No, my 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 one was uh fucking number fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen. Uh, okay. So that's Fine. Mystic Pizza. Mr. Pizza is number eight, as it was last week. Yes, number eight. You just said yeah, number eight. Which means that number seven, seven. then is... Oh my god, stop messaging me! Uh, am I missing... Number seven, I think, is Courage Under Fire. Number seven for me is... Dogma. Okay. Then number six for me is Goodwill. I'm just thinking. I'm in my mind palace. Yeah. Three, two, one. What are they? So number eight, as we said, was Mystic Pizza. Number mm-hmm. seven. What was your number seven? Uh, my number seven was Courage Under Fire. Mine was Dogma. Uh, my number six was Goodwill. My number six was Glory Days. Uh oh, fuck! There's one movie I'm miss. Uh, Rounders. Number is five your, is Rounders. Your number five is Rounders? Mine is Courage Under Fire. No. 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 My number five is Mr. Ripley. Okay. We'll see if that was the same last week. Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't. Yeah. My number five is Courage Under Fire. My number four is Rounders. My number four is The Rainmaker. My number three is Dogma. My number three is um, Good William Hunting. My number two is Glory Days. My number two is The Talented Mr. Ripley. Shout out to... Fucking Dickie Greenleaf. My number one. So my number one as well. Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. The mission is a man. And what can I say? God gave me the grift. I'm a instrument <laughs> uh, of warfare. I'm a fan instrument of warfare. warfare. We were saying that the entire time. <laughs> the whole time in Berlin. Yeah. 
But I kept saying it wrong, so I kept turning it to a, I'm a Gagain instrument of warfare. Like, I yeah. said it wrong every time except the last bit of it. Yeah. It was very funny. Yeah. I found it amusing. What I'm not finding amusing is trying to find the fucking Matt Damon fact of this week. You know what I'm not finding amusing, Hannah? You know what's got me really pissed off? Is it the lack of emails? We've got no fucking emails. Thanks, John. We really Thanks, like, John. Yeah, like John's, John's the good one. He's our one good listener. Scrub up, y'all. Yeah. It's easy. You can email us. At SineWavePod at gmail.com. That's SineWavePod at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter at SineWavePod. No, not Twitter. X. <laughs> That's the running bit I've got where I'm referring to it by its actual name. And we're on Instagram as well at SineWavePod. We have to make a TikTok because I got told to make a TikTok. We're going to make the most fucked up TikToks you ever saw. I found the fact. Yes, excellent. It's pretty shit, but it's, a, it's the only one we've got. Okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Has has the distinction? Is it that he's best buds with Ben Affleck? <laughs> die, die. Has the distinction of playing two stranded astronauts in need of rescue. The villain is Doctor Man in in Interstellar, and the heroic Mark Watney in The Martian. Sure, bud. Yeah, <laughs> I never said these were all going to be good. Yeah, well done, Matt. Um, I love that we're both in the valley of movies and Matt Damon facts now. <laughs> yeah. See what um, I've been doing with this. So like. If you're listening to the show not in chronological order, they started off as IMDb trivia facts. And when I and after about eight weeks, we kind of rinsed all the good ones out of IMDb. Yeah. So I've been going to the movie because there's sometimes there's good movie like facts in the movie sure. that aren't on Matt's trivia. But the next movie we have to watch, which of course <laughs> I'm so excited for this one. Is The Legend of Bagger Vance. This is a strong contender for like number seventeen. Like, Below the Good Old Boys, a movie which we have not seen. This is a strong contender for worst film ever made. The Legend of Bagger Vance, directed by Robert Redford. Uh-huh. The creator of the Sundance Music Festival, or not Music Festival, Film Festival. Yeah. Um, very was, uh, hot man. Yeah. Uh, he became president in the Watchmen universe. Sure. Yeah. Um... Uh, he he found out that Nixon was doing that spying in the President's Men. Hell yeah! He was in Charlotte's Web. I did not know that. What really? Robert, yeah, what was Robert Redford in Charlotte's Web? What the uh, fuck? Oh, he was the horse. Yeah, Charlotte's Web's a fucked movie as well. Yeah, it is a little bit. I mean, if was... I saw a spider writing in its web, I would kill it. <laughs> Some pick. The Legend of Bagger Vance byline. It was just a moment ago. <laughs> Jesus Christ. World War One has left golfer Ralphie Jun. That's not a name. There's a reason he's called that. Is he not meant to be white? <laughs> we'll get into it next week. But Hannah, don't do too much research. Oh, on I this know movie. about this. You told me about this when we watched Oppenheimer. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I I'm going to finish reading this, and then you can tell this to the listeners so they actually listen to the next episode. Uh-huh. World of One has left golfer Ralphie Jun, a poker-playing alcoholic, his perfect swing gone. Now, however, he needs to get back in, to playing in a tournament to save the financial ra- financially ravaged golf course of a long-ago sweetheart. Help arrives in the form of the mysterious caddy, Bagger Vance. This movie, of course, stars Matt Damon, Will Smith, Charlize Theron, Bruce McGill, Joel, Joel Gresham, J. Michael Moncrief, Wilbert Fitzgerald, E. Roger Mitchell, Carrie Peterson, and Trip Hamilton. I was very impressed when I said most of his names correct. Yeah, you got most of them. Charlie, it's um, our first Charlize movie. Yeah, it is. I like Charlize. So, this, this is our this is our little 
button to get you to come back next week, besides our charming personalities. So... This is going to be the shortest episode in a while, oh my god. Thank god. I'm sorry. This movie is loosely based on the Hindu sacred text, the Bhagavad Gita, the Bhagavad Gita, even. Uh, Which is famous for what scene in a recent film? Uh, it's the text that the line, I am become death destroyer of worlds, comes from. Um, part of the Hindu epic Mahabharata, where the warrior hero Arjuna, mm-hmm. which is why the dude's called Ralphie Juna, is Arjuna, uh, refuses to fight. The god Krishna appears as Bhagavan, <sighs> Bhagavan Vance, to help him follow his path as the warrior and hero he was meant to be. What does that have to do with sleeping with Florence Pugh and the nuclear bomb and Matt Damon and Will Smith? Sorry, you said sleeping with Florence Pugh and my brain just kind of turned off. That's what she says when they're sleeping together. Yeah, when they're fucking, yeah. yeah. What a strange film. I love Oppenheimer. We're going to talk more about that in a a year year and a half. No, a year and three months. months. Nice. We're along. This is movie 15 of 72. Hey, we're moving, we're, through, we're moving through a clip. Yeah, we're nearly yeah, yeah. done. We're in double digits. Um, but yeah, uh, it sure is a film. Yeah, I I oh, thought there's... it was fun. <laughs> I found next week's uh, Matt Damon fact. That's funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Damn. But yeah, that's it. That's it. Go watch Titan E. It's, it's a good movie. It's on. It's on Disney Plus. It's on the high seas. Yeah, if you don't, we have Disney Plus, so we watched it. I watched yeah. it on Disney Plus. I have been stealing my sister's Disney Plus for several years. Um, let us know if which side of the grade does it look like shit or does it look amazing where you are a part of. Yeah, uh, if you're not on my side, I will take it personally. I won't because everyone hates me. Damn. I don't. When you feel left down and you're on your I'm not going to say. Listen to <laughs> Iris by the Google Dolls. Um, Listen to Shay's Long. Hey, all night long. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Ah! <laughs> oh no! something about Don Bluth just so we can talk about Don Bluth a little bit because I think he's important he's, to talk he's about. He's an interesting guy. So... Do you know much about him? Because I actually don't. Uh, I know... I, I've seen a bunch of his movies but I don't know much about him as a guy. I found his article on Disney Wikipedia we can read. Ah, uh, okay, nice. Alright, let me just check what the audio's like on this. Perfect. Uh, okay, I just want to do a quick second audio test here because I've turned a thing up and I'm not 100% certain what it actually does. <laughs> Uh, but hopefully it will make us louder. Will I talk as well, just to see what it sounds like for me? Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> All right.